做为早安吼，感谢上帝的恩典。今天今年的七月十号，咱有法通国家在故乡，咱的地东书记乡敬班。多谢您的支持，多谢您的带动吼，阮伫这礼拜内边有学到真正多的物件，有经验到上帝的
how beautiful it is to see little children giving praises to our God. Do you want to see more of them? If you want to see more of them, register the, your kids again next year. Lankinadi Tintiawahi, Kotipai, Ladotigeki, Hue, Tang, King Pai, too. Hope that came out correctly. When Peter tried to walk on water, as soon as he started to doubt, he started to sink. But God was quick to save him. God gave him a helping hand to stop him from drowning. You see, church, most of us are like Peter. We doubt, we highly think of ourselves, we do not place our trust in Jesus. We sin all the time, almost every day. But the good news, God is always mighty to save us. Amen? Do you believe that God is mighty to save? Shall we all rise and let's declare this morning that our God is mighty to save, that our God has conquered the grave, and nothing can separate us from His love. Let's take this. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, He rise and conquer the grave. Jesus conquered the
the price you paid. Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame, in love you came and raised amazing grace. Thank you for the
pray. Indeed, worthy is the Lamb, the darling of heaven, crucified for us. Our triune God, we acknowledge you, the sole author of our salvation, the only one mighty to save, the only hope of all nations. May we use our days here on earth to testify to your goodness and faithfulness. Many times we have asked the question, Lord, are you mighty enough to save? When we are down at the bottom of the pit and in need of rescue, when here we have problems and issues in our life beyond our control, when marriages are on the brink of separation, when we struggle in our careers and in our business, when our loved ones are sick with cancer, with Alzheimer's, with incurable diseases, we ask, Lord, are you mighty enough to save? And every time we ask that question, your word, your fulfilled promises would silence our thoughts. For if you can move the mountains, if you are the author of salvation, if you rose and conquered the grave, what more evidence do we need to prove that you have the power to save? So release your power and your strength this morning through promises given and promises fulfilled in the scripture we would discover that the answer is always the same. Yes, you are mighty enough to save. Whatever situation, whatever circumstances we are in, may we believe that our God is mighty to save us wherever we are, whatever circumstance we are in. Because you are our cornerstone where we can build our faith and our hope. Because you are the Lamb who is worthy we crown you with many crowns. Father, we thank you for the ministry of the life development team. We thank you for Sunday school teachers without whom many of us won't be here today. We thank you for the amazing work that you have done through this past week of Vacation Bible School. We thank you for the heart of parents who want their children to know you even at a young age. May you honor their de desire. We thank you for our committed teachers who gave all of themselves to teach these children your word. We thank you for our VBS officers and staff who devoted time, energy, spiritual gifts, even resources to make the VBS week possible. We thank you for generous givers who invested wisely in the task of saving souls of precious children. We thank you for 85 VBS kids and all our Sunday school children, their lives are precious before you. Their souls are valuable in your sight. We commend these children to your care. May you preserve their faith. Protect them from the schemes of the evil one. Put a hedge of protection around them. And may they be firmly rooted and established in the faith that they may overcome the temptations from the enemy. Pour out your grace into their hearts and multiply their gifts of the Spirit, that they may grow daily in your grace and in your knowledge. Father, help us with your grace that we may be able to fulfill your charge of stewardship over these children. For those who are sick, may your presence be an assuring light. 
for those who are weary and troubled, for those who are in sorrow and pain. Father, the sins of your servants are many, so cleanse us of all our sins that we would preach, that you would preach to us today. Bring honor to the name of Jesus Christ. Bring honor to your holy word that will be proclaimed. Father, we gather today in your name because we want to worship you. We want to encounter you. We want our lives to be changed by your presence here today. We offer up our praise and thanksgiving, and we pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, the only one who is mighty to save, Jesus Christ. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Once again, we give all the glory and honor to our God for what He has done uh, during this past week of Vacation Bible School. Can we give God a clap offering? How many of you have kids in Vacation Bible School? Uh, can, you can you please stand? Okay, can you please uh, pat yourself in the back? Okay. Okay, thank you. That's the, one of the best decisions you have made because that one week in VBS can probably change your children's life. Question, how many of you have watched the coronation of Charles and Camilla as the new king and queen of the United Kingdom last May 6? How many of you watched? Nobody. Okay, one. Okay. Charles. Oh, Charles watching Charles. Okay. The entire ceremony was structured around an Anglican communion service. It included Charles taking an oath, then anointed with oil, invested with royal robes, then finally crowned with the St. Edward's crown, the centerpiece of the British crown jewels. The entire coronation regalia, more than 23,000 gemstones, among them is the largest clear-cut diamond in the world, the Star of Africa set in the royal scepter. Okay, that's difficult. Okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> The coronation of a king formally commemorates his ascension to the throne and anoints him for his role as the head of the kingdom. It's like saying, this is the one who will rule. Okay, 
Although crowns are one of the most important elements of any coronation ceremony, a visual symbol that makes the king as ruler, different cultures would use different objects in place of the crown. In the coronation of the Zulu king of South Africa, the sovereign would wear the hide of a lion to prove that he is the chosen one. Among the Ashanti people of Ghana, the most sacred object of their king's coronation is the golden stool. Now, this is so holy that nobody is allowed to sit on it, even the king. So during the coronation, the new king would be raised and then lowered over the stool without him sitting on it. During his coronation, King Charles sat on this 700-year-old chair which contained this stone of destiny or stone of schoon. This is also known as Jacob's pillow, the stone where Jacob supposedly laid his head when he had his dream of a ladder reaching heaven. And after his dream, he poured oil on this stone, anointing it. And they say this is that stone. In Thailand, an important part of the coronation ceremony involves water being poured over the new monarch to purify and anoint him. But this is no ordinary water. The water is collected from over 100 different sources across the country between 11.52 and 12.38 local time because this is sacred according to Thai Buddhist beliefs. And just as in the anointing of a Japanese emperor, 
The British monarch's anointing is considered the most sacred part of the ceremony, so sacred that the king is hidden from view inside a canopy during this part of the service. The coronation oil is harvested from the olives from the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem and placed in this golden eagle-shaped container that is poured into a coronation spoon. After which, the Archbishop of Canterbury would anoint and smear the holy oil on the head, on the hands, and on the chest of King Charles III in a ritual that is inspired in the story of King Solomon in the Old Testament. Then our Canterbury, a song to God, John Tigesian Yu, bought the Charles de Sanse, a Taule, Hyung Po, Gap Sang Chu Ting Bin. This affirms the king's spiritual authority as head of the Church of England. You know, many of these coronation elements from kings, from monarchs around the world are actually based on Old Testament scripture. In ancient Israel, a king was anointed before his reign. But rather than placing a crown over his head, he was anointed with olive oil. They would rub, smear, or pour the oil on the head. Of the person anointed. For example, when Saul was anointed king of Israel, Samuel the prophet anointed his head with oil. The same was done for King David. And also Solomon, the, uh, the prophet Sadok, the priest Sadok would anoint King Solomon. The religious rite was performed to show that God has chosen that particular person as king of Israel and has endowed him with the power for kingship. And not only kings, priests, priests and prophets are also anointed according to the Lord's command. In Exodus 28, Aaron and his sons were anointed and ordained as priests. Well, in 1 Kings, Jehu and Elisha were anointed as prophets. 
出来记记，廿八章四十一节，阿伦甲伊个囝受过我被安立，列王记上十九章十六节，亚户甲伊利沙受过立做这事。The Hebrew word that describes this practice of anointing comes from the verb meshach, meaning to smear, to rub, or to anoint. 希伯来文的形容这个仪式的动词呢是 meshach。And the Hebrew term Mashiach, which is the origin of our English word Messiah, refers to a person who has been poured or smeared with oil. Hebrew 来文的 Messiah 就是英文 Messiah 的来源，伊的意思是用油膏抹，还是擦抹的迄一位。In short, Messiah means The one who is smeared or anointed with oil, or the anointed one. 换句话来讲呢，弥赛亚意思是用油、被擦抹还是膏抹的迄一位。简单来讲，是被膏立者。In that sense, anyone in the Old Testament who was anointed with oil was set apart and consecrated for a specific service to God, and was considered a Messiah or anointed one. 意思是。在古约时代，为一项具体任务受分别为圣的迄一位，便是弥赛亚，以接受膏抹的迄一位。The idea of the Messiah is carried over to the New Testament through the Greek word Christos. Okay, Christos, from which we get the word Christ. 弥赛亚的观念延伸到新约的时代，而且用希腊文 Christos 来表达。So the word, the Hebrew word Messiah, and the Greek word for Christ, actually have the same meaning. They both mean. What do they mean? The Anointed One. So he pair the word Messiah and the Greek word Christ. The meaning is anointed. Can we all recite this together? Messiah. Equals Christ equals the Anointed One. So, this means that Messiah is Christ, is Christ. The term Christ is a title most often given to Jesus in the Old Testament, used more than 530 times. The Old Testament is often used to describe Jesus in the Old Testament. In fact, Christ is used so often in conjunction with the name Jesus that some people tend to think of it as his last name, Jesus, his first name. Then Christ is his surname. 咱常常提到耶稣基督，甚至有一家人误会说啊，基督是伊个伊个姓啊，就亲像姓基督名耶稣。That's wrong because Christ is not Jesus' family name. He would have been known in his time as Jesus bar Joseph, or Jesus the son of Joseph. Instead, Christ is a supreme title. It's an office or his role. 相反的，基督是耶稣最高的含头，也是角色以及伊的职分。Therefore, when the New Testament speaks of Jesus the Messiah, he is also talking about Jesus Christ or Jesus the Anointed One. They all mean the same. 
因为啊，你当新约的圣经啊，提到耶稣基督啊，伊当样提到耶稣是弥赛亚，伊里面的意思是受过抹的职位。Now, if Jesus is really the anointed one, when was he anointed, and how was he anointed? 耶稣耶稣是为被割的呗，伊到底的是受割的，的啊，什么时阵怎啊用啊用什么款的情形给啊割的？ And of all the people anointed with oil throughout the history, how do we know that Jesus is truly the Messiah? The Jesus, when they be called, they be long time. Then they be trying to convince Jesus, really, is Messiah. You see, God promised the Israelites that a Messiah would come to deliver them from their sin. Yeah, 上帝应允早时的以色列人将有一位弥赛亚来被拯救，因脱离罪恶。That's why the people of Israel look forward to that promised individual who was to be not merely a Messiah but the Messiah, the ultimate one who will be set apart, anointed and consecrated by God to be their prophet, priest, and king. So at the time Jesus was born, there was a strong sense of anticipation among the Jews who have been waiting for that Messiah for centuries. When Jesus came, there was a strong sense of anticipation among the Jews who have been waiting for that Messiah for centuries. When Jesus came, there was a strong sense of anticipation among the Jews who have been waiting for that Messiah. Expecting the Messiah to come. 一代过一代，以色列人底下盼望弥赛亚来到。And that's what Simeon was doing, waiting at the temple day after day, at the time of the birth of Christ. 所以西边的啊，圣殿的天后就是这位弥赛亚。And that's also why Andrew, the brother of the apostle Paul, ah Peter, the brother ah apostle Peter. He would say in John 1:41 that we have found the Messiah. So, in we are in Peter, a shorty Antioch, the Johann, it shows us a exact concept. We do find Messiah. If a person says they found someone, it implies that they are looking for that person. When a person concept in search of a person, Jesus is in long the search of In fact, it was not only Simeon. It was not only Andrew who were, who were looking for the Messiah. It was the entire Israel looking for the Anointed One that God promised. Many Jews are still waiting for that Messiah today. So, many Jews are still waiting for that Messiah. The entire Old Testament was written in anticipation of this Messiah that is to come. 全本古约的圣经是因为百姓在听候这位弥赛亚来写的。This is known as the Messianic hope. 这是称作弥赛亚的盼望。Surprisingly, when Jesus began his public ministry, few people recognized him for who he was, despite the overwhelming evidence. That he possessed an anointing from God that it surpassed any person. 
奇怪是，当耶稣开始出来做工的时阵，真少人认出说伊是弥赛亚。不管有偌多坚固，讲说伊是超乎任何人，伊有上帝诶高博。After all, there was so much information all throughout the Old Testament about this coming Messiah, where he would be born, from what lineage he would come from, what power he would manifest, and everyone could see what Jesus had done. He raised people from the dead. He cured people from all kinds of sickness, and he taught with great authority. And yet, very few still recognize him. 古约有真多关于弥赛亚的消息，也讲声，也家谱，也关联，也作为，包括伊何时人讲话，伊伫达宽会破病，伊患病教导人，总是也个是真少人认出伊是弥赛亚。Even the disciples at first, they did not recognize him. That's why Jesus had to ask them plainly, "Who do you think that I am?" It's like, "Hello, you still don't get it? After all the signs, the miracles, the healings, the..." Fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies that you have witnessed me perform right before your very eyes, and yet you still don't recognize that I and that Messiah that you are waiting for are one and the same. Napakaslow, yun naman. Chinchuse, din ako tuwe buetio ma. Ni kung kaya kuyok so ugyan na kiho sinlia iti long sitiano. Din a chingan kencing guay zokui. He forced them for an answer, but finally Peter would answer him, known as a great confession: "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." With these words, Peter declared that Jesus was that Messiah, that Christos, the Anointed One that Israel was waiting for. So Peter in this quote, the way, saying that Jesus is Christos, is Messiah, is Israel. Jesus must have sighed a, a sigh of relief, saying, "Finally, nakuwani rin." But look at what he said in the next verse. He said. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Peter received a divine insight that Jesus was the Messiah. It was not something that he discerned by his own self. Peter captured the knowledge. And one would think that everyone who encountered Jesus personally would have recognized him immediately as the Messiah with all the miracles, the healings, the teachings, but very few actually did. Now, if Jesus is the Anointed One, when did the anointing take place, and how can we recognize 
him to be that Messiah. Let me answer the first question first. Why was Jesus called the anointed one if he had never had an oil anointing ceremony? Did an anointing ever take place? I would agree with most scholars that the baptism of Jesus was his anointing ceremony. Let me repeat, Jesus was anointed during his baptism at the Jordan River, but probably this was not the only time that he was anointed. At least twice before his death, he was anointed with oil on his feet. During his baptism, God the Father anointed Jesus not with oil, but with the Holy Spirit. But since oil is a symbol for the Holy Spirit, it is as if Jesus was being anointed with oil, which signifies divine favor. Now you may ask, of all the people who walk on the face of the earth, both before and since, Jesus alone had no sin, and hence there's no need for him for repentance from sin. Then why was there even a need for him to be baptized? I think and I believe that Jesus' baptism is not an event marking repentance or forgiveness, but it is an event marking his voluntary commitment to his anointed role as a Messiah. So this baptism was a time of dedication, a recognition that his ministry is about to begin. Now, Jesus has long been aware of his mission, but the time was not yet. He has to wait for the forerunner, John the Baptist, to come first to pave the way for him. As he has to wait for John the Baptist, the forerunner, when the two finally met, Jesus now knows that the kingdom of God is at hand. It is now time for his ministry. Now, 
The baptism of Jesus is a public anointing for a special mission. And what is that mission? The salvation and redemption of humankind. So in this sense, Jesus' anointing represents a consecration to this holy purpose. Luke chapter 3 tells us, as Jesus was praying, heaven was opened as if to allow the passage of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And when the Holy Spirit descended, two words are key here, bodily and form or outward appearance. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. But there were some kind of visible manifestation that could best be described as a dove descending upon Jesus. How does a dove descend? I want you to imagine. And perhaps you can discern how it looked like to the people at the time. And this was an important sign to John the Baptist that Jesus is the Messiah, the Anointed One. And that's why he said in John chapter 1, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who has sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I've seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. But this event is more than a sign. Something more significant happened here. Definitely, this is not the first time that Jesus encountered the Holy Spirit because Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. But this, this was Jesus' anointing for the ministry. Perhaps like David was anointed with oil and then he was full of the Holy Spirit afterwards. The Gospel Luke would also record 
Peter's words describing this occasion. He said, you know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went around doing good. Acts 10. Okay. This passage speaks of two important elements in the anointing. First, with the Holy Spirit, because the anointing of the Holy Spirit is a sign of Jesus' messianic role. And number two, with power. This power is the outward manifestation of that sign. Let's continue. Then a voice came from heaven saying, You are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And this answers our second question. We know that this is the voice of God the Father. How can we know that Jesus is indeed the Messiah? Because first, God the Father himself confirms it. In ancient times, an evidence of God's pleasure upon someone is an abundance of oil. So God the Father's pleasure upon God the Son was shown through the anointing of the Spirit. So here, two things happened. First, Jesus was publicly acknowledged by God the Father as the Messiah. And two, he was endowed with power for that role. This doesn't mean that God the Father did not accept or acknowledge Jesus before his baptism nor that Jesus had no power before that time. But this was a public declaration of Jesus' unique position, comparable to the anointing of an earthly king. The presence of the Holy Spirit during and after Jesus' baptism was explicit, but the endowment of power became evident only starting in chapter 4 when Jesus, when Jesus began performing signs and miracles. And 
但是所属的力量是当耶稣开始行神迹奇事的人，记载在路加福音第四章。For example, for example, in verse 14, it says, "When Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, okay, news about him spread." 亲像四章啊，路加四章十四节，耶稣满了圣灵的能力，都登高加利利，伊的名声。Luke wants to make sure that we don't miss the point that Jesus had always been divine, but his ministry as Christ now begins. So, how can we recognize that Jesus is indeed the Messiah? First, God the Father confirms it. 咱怎啊知影说耶稣是受过我的弥赛亚，头将圣父、上帝伫遐肯定。But not only that, God the Son Himself confirms it. 唔，但那你圣经本身也肯定这样代志。An interesting detail that Luke provides is in verse 23. It says Jesus was about 30 years when He began His ministry. 有一项重要的细节，路加福音三章二十三节说，耶稣开头传道。This is significant since David also began to reign as king of Judah at the age of thirty. 这个重要啊，代表初初做犹太的王的时候，还是三十岁。And thirty was the age when those of Levitical family began serving as priests in the temple. 三十岁也是利未人开始在会幕前侍奉的年纪。One also had to be approximately thirty years old before he can become a rabbi. 人啊，需要着三十岁，才有法通做立碑，啊是啊犹太人的罗斯先生。So thirty years is the biblical and Jewish traditional age of maturity to be priest, prophet, teacher, or anyone anointed to minister upon the Lord. 所以三十岁也是圣经，也是犹太人的标准，讲一个人够也成熟，啊是有资格通做祭司、先知、先生，啊是高级任何人。So we can see that even the age of Jesus Christ during his anointing confirmed that he is the one. So, even the age of Jesus Christ during his anointing confirmed that he is the one. So, even the age of Jesus Christ during his anointing confirmed that Of all the Old Testament passages that Jesus can preach during his first sermon in his hometown Nazareth, he chose intentionally chose a passage from Isaiah to refer to him as the Messiah. When Jesus taught by the Nazareth, he said in the Messiah of the Old Testament, he intentionally chose the Messiah. And this is his first sermon at Nazareth. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, poor in spirit. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So 
And Jesus chose this passage for a specific purpose to announce his mission statement as the anointed one. After which he stated in verse 21, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Meaning, I am He, I am that Messiah described. I am that person. That's why I am here. So not only God the Father, but God the Son, then God the Spirit also confirmed when He was present during the anointing to testify to Jesus being the Messiah. And not only the Trinity, Scripture also confirms that Jesus is Christ. And all throughout the Old Testament, Messianic prophecies can be found pointing to Jesus as the Messiah, who he will be, his identity, what he will do, his mission, his death, and his birth. That's why Jesus would often quote from the Old Testament to tell his audience that he is the fulfillment of those prophecies. He is the one being referred to. And that's also what the gospel authors are doing to prove that Jesus is the Messiah foretold and foreshadowed by the Old Testament. Let's read this together. Both the Old and the New, New Testament testify to Jesus as the Christ. The Old Testament predicts the Anointed One to come. The New Testament reveals this Anointed One who has come and will come again. Of all the Old Testament prophecies and types clearly identifying Jesus as Messiah, of all the 300 messianic prophecies fulfilled in Jesus' first coming, I will point out a few for you to recognize that Jesus is indeed the promised Messiah. One, the Messiah will come from the branch of David. The genealogies in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke are meant to prove that Jesus was indeed from the line of David. Two, the Messiah will fulfill all three roles of priest, prophet, and king. 
These are the three groups of people who are anointed in the Old Testament, and Jesus came to fulfill all three. How did he fulfill them? One, as prophet, he is the word made flesh. Jesus not only spoke the word, he is the word. That's our topic last week. All the Old Testament prophets would say, Thus says the Lord. Only Jesus would say, I say unto you. And as priest, Jesus redeems us with the sacrifice of himself on the altar, the cross. He became the once for all sacrifice. As our perfect high priest, only he can enter into the presence of God to intercede and to mediate for us. As our king, he rules over us completely with complete authority, our king of kings and our lord of lords. Revelation 11 says, The kingdom of the world has come under the kingship of the Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. Number three, there are more than 300 Old Testament prophecies that were fulfilled in the life of Christ. I'll give you some example. For example, uh, Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. He would be born of a virgin, come from the tribe of Judah would be called Emmanuel. Massacre of children. Messiah would be preceded by a forerunner, would come from the line of Abraham, would be called a Nazarene. All of this, the, the statistical probability that one man would be able to fulfill all eight, just eight of these prophecies concerning his birth, there are actually more. The chance of this happening is 1 in 10 to the 17th power. Not to mention prophecies about his death, that he would be crucified with criminals, given vinegar to drink. His hands and feet would be pierced, would be mocked and ridiculed. Soldiers would gamble his garments. His bones would not be broken. 
Soldiers would pierce his side. His prize money would be used to buy a potter's field. 有关耶西哦，弥赛亚甲犯人上顶，因用粗火一啉，伊个手下受插头，伊被描述受啊雷骂，冰顶为伊个外衫抽签，伊个骨头无啊断，冰顶插头伊个下边，买弥赛亚会借钱退去买废产，也过真多真多。There are many many more, but those eight prophecies alone. Would be another one in ten to the seventeenth power. So the only person who fits all this description is Jesus. So it is nearly impossible to say that he is not the Messiah foretold. So, ah, Jongkun, no, probably, you didn't say. Kingbun so kong e ugen, Yaso, just the Messiah. The Jews themselves, they had their own list of signs that they look out for to be able to recognize their Messiah. Jewish people have their own checklist of signs that they look out for. One is that the Messiah would heal a demon-possessed man who is blind and mute, and the logic is that. Since Jewish exorcists would ask the demon's name as part of their exorcism, the tradition developed that only the Messiah would be able to exorcise, exorcise, or to heal a mute spirit. Kijong, this condition is Messiah will either put a hole in the chimney, ego, a quiffu, dear person. Because the reason is that Jewish people look at the demon at the time. 这个官贵的就问，一个人说贵的名是什么？所以这个变作一个风俗，独独的弥赛亚会赶出下高的贵。Jesus did so in Matthew chapter twelve, the only person in history able to do that. 耶稣在马太十二章第二到三十二节有行过这款的神迹，是耶稣上唯一一个行这款神迹的人。And what did the Jews do? They call him the devil instead instead of Messiah. So, ah, Jewish people don't believe that the Messiah has already come in the person of Jesus Christ. Very few, very few, like Simeon in the Gospel. He was probably 90 years old, and yet he was able to recognize the Messiah, even if he was just a baby, even without seeing the miracles and the signs. And yet, why was he able to do so? Because of his close and intimate walk with God. The Sinyok Sebian, when Zheng Shui Shi died, he was 90 years old. He, but he was able to recognize the Messiah, even if he didn't see the miracles and the signs that Jesus saw in heaven. He was so attuned to the Holy Spirit, who revealed to him that Jesus is God's anointed one. He heard the Holy Spirit say, "Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior." My question to you today is, how about you? Have you found the Messiah? I have a question. 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 I have a question.
是不是找到弥赛亚了 ？And God is speaking to you today. Jesus is not just the Messiah; He can be your Messiah. 上帝今仔日要甲你讲说，耶稣唔是只那一位弥赛亚，伊有可能正做你个人的弥赛亚。He is the Messiah anointed for all people who will follow Him. 伊是一位弥赛亚，为上帝主民所过的呗，咱应当就跟得。He is anointed to meet you where you are, to heal your hurts, to calm your fears, and to bring help and hope and healing. In the deepest parts of your life. He should go there with your best motivations. One of the most depressing stories ever written is Samuel Beckett's critically acclaimed play, Waiting for Godot. One of the most depressing stories ever written is Samuel Beckett's And as one of the lines would say, this is a story in which nothing happens, nothing comes, nobody goes. 其中一句的剧词肯定这个事实，无任何代志发生，无任何人来，也无任何人去。Some commentators believe that the character of Godot actually represents God. 有一个评论家相信 Godot 的角色是代表上帝。The two main characters, Vladimir and Estragon, they wait endlessly for Godot, who, despite promises to the contrary, never arrives. Many times we too are like them, waiting for the Messiah to show up in our lives. But what happens when the help that we are waiting for does not arrive in the package that we expect? When we are waiting for the help that we are waiting for does not arrive in the package that we expect? When we are waiting for the help that we are waiting for does not arrive in the package that we expect? When we are waiting for the help that we are waiting for does not arrive in the package that we expect? When we are waiting for the help that we are waiting for He promised us a Messiah that will come and save us. Hasn't that Messiah come to you over and over again, saving you in fulfillment of all of our hopes and dreams, just as He will also fulfill? The hopes and dreams of Israel one day. Then I'll try to try to keep talking. Then the Messiah like out then Tiong Kan, he sang Zhuan the out then the Yi Guan, Gap Guan Bong. Just like the Zhuang Lai, he also sang Zhuan Yi Xie De Yi Dian Yi Diam Yi Guan Gap Guan Bong. Simeon searched with all his heart, and he found the Messiah. Simeon 专心的祈求，一切到弥赛亚。May we also find him. Every day in our lives. As a response song is being played, I want you to use this time to reflect. If you have not made Jesus your Messiah, may you do so today.
Jesus Christ, thank you for coming all the way from heaven to be our humble and suffering servant, to be our Messiah, the anointed one of God. Lord, I don't know what my brothers and sisters here are going through in their life right now, but you know as their Christ, and I know that you came for that purpose to restore us, to reconcile us to you. So Lord, I just pray for your anointing for each one because we know now we are little Christ. We are little messiahs. We are little anointed ones because you have anointed us on your mission to bring the good news to others. So Lord, may you help us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. First, I'd like to thank Yen uh, Hya. Thank you uh, for that excellent uh, translation. Uh, right now, uh, for some announcements, I would like to invite all our sisters in Christ, age 40 and above, to join our women's ministry this July 19. Reverend Anthony Tachiko will be sharing on the proper ways of reading the scripture entitled How to Read My Bible. The event will be held at the NMEX second floor function room from 2 to 4.30 p.m. The registration is until today. Please look for Sister Pinky Ong Chan. Our next BISPRO event will be held this 25th of July at 8 p.m. Coach Jojo Villa, former NCAA basketball coach, FEBC broadcaster, and national director of Fellowship of Christian Athletes will be our guest speaker. He will speak on the topic, Good Game, Christianity, and the Culture of Sports. We have two flower offerings for today. The first is from the family of our beloved sister Marina Go in commemoration of her 83rd birth anniversary. Our second flower offering is from the family of Brother Shan Cassidy Chua in commemoration of his second death anniversary. Right now, we would like to welcome any first-time attendees or visitors in our meets. Uh, please rise to be recognized. Any first-time visitors? Okay, if you are, please join us for a cup of coffee at the lobby after the worship service. Uh, please rise for the benediction. 
May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields until we meet again. May God hold you in the palm of His hand. Guan Zhu Ya So Kito Un Hui Xiong Te Tia Tam Xing Ding Kam Tong Kap Dan Jing Nang Sa Kap Di De Tui Ta Ti Kao Zhu Ko Lai. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us, both on-site and on online. May the Lord bless your week. Remember, the best is yet to come. See you next week.